you know, they know I'm a joker. And they're like, oh, yeah, somebody got hit yes, by a yes, bull. Yes, yes, yes. And then I get another call. And I say, hold on a second. Somebody else just got hit by a bull. Muscles matter. Thank you for joining us today. I'm here with my friend, Steve Southers. Yeah. I, I missed you. Yeah, I know. We haven't caught up. You know, thank you for going to the show with me, you and Priscilla. It was and, absolutely uh, fine. I had a great time with you guys. Uh, so. It was an honor to be able to sit on the front row with you guys. I yeah, mean, like, had, I, I felt like special, like the Grammys. Watching, <laughs> I, I think it was so cool that you got honored. Oh, well, I think that was awesome. It, I, I had a lot of fun being with you. Thank you for uh, you and Priscilla going with me. Here with my good friend now, Randy Martin. Randy and I have known each other for a lot of years but I didn't get a chance to sit down with him and find out more about him, which is fascinating. I mean, I love your uh, vision for um, uh, a business, which couples together with your purpose and your passion. And uh, he is becoming an expert in coffee because mm -hmm. of the purpose and the passion. And he also played soccer, played football, and you coached football and soccer, yeah. And what else did in soccer? Yeah, I I, lo I I love that. And Steve, Steve, as as I was talking to Randy, I believe as much uh, Randy's uh, ministry with coffee as I do your ministry with nutrition. Yes, no, I've I've heard of his shop. I mean, I'm very familiar with his shop. I, that is yeah. for sure, and it's it stands out. I mean, well, well, it's like when you if you want to go into um, Sportslanders West, which you can go to. And where is it located? 7420 District Boulevard. Yeah, right across from Nestle's Ice Cream. Oh, yeah, that place. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 Steve, you go into Covenant Coffee, and it's like going into Sportslanders West. You might come out with prayer. You might come out with a word from Jesus. Mm -hmm. And if you come in when Pop's there, you, you might have the Holy Spirit speak over you, right? Yeah, yes. There you go. <laughs> Trifecta. Yeah. So when you go into Randy's Covenant Coffee, you're going to have the same experience. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Covenant Coffee has a purpose, but Christ is the, 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 the thing. So, so how did you get, I mean, you know, a lot of people, and I know Steve and I, you get involved in fitness when you're young. So right. what brought you into fitness and realizing that your body was a, uh, a tool that you could exploit for sports? Wheaties. Huh? Wheaties? Yeah. Really? Jenner. You bleed in the commercial or the box? It was just the box, man. <laughs> just the box. It was all about the Wheaties, just sitting there. You know, you don't have a bunch of stuff to do when you're raised as we were at that age. So the box was like your TV. Yeah. So you just stared at it all day as you're eating your Wheaties. And, you know, they'd put him up um, doing his incredible decathlete stuff. Yeah. And so, well, I think, I, I think Steve would feel about Wheaties like you'd about Starbucks coffee. Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying it's an accurate depiction. No. I'm saying that's the story. You oh, asked no, for I it. That's the story. It's Wheaties box. I mean, you weren't allowed to get it. up from the table, and yeah. the only thing you had to read was the box of cereal. Right, right, <laughs> we right. Didn't have, we didn't have iPads. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I had some Wheaties and seeing athletes there, and then uh, of course TV was. Uh, you had, uh, you know, you got to look forward to Mutual Omaha's Wild Kingdom or Wild World Sports, and you didn't yeah. want to be the guy flying off the building. The, what was it? The, the, the agony of defeat, defeat. Yeah. The thrill <laughs> of victory, and the agony of defeat. We all we all know that guy flipping and oh, yeah. tumbling down the ski slope. Yeah, so I mean that's it, and then you know the Olympics, and so TV growing up was much more of a selective. Uh, choice, not because of the vast number of channels, because it was the only thing on that wasn't, you know, the news yeah. or a cartoon. And so sports were a big part of it. So knowing that and then growing up, 
um, the youngest of six, and and my dad was a coach and educator. So oh, I, I grew up um, on the laps of football players. Um, film was at my house. All the coaches were at my house. So technique, strategy. So even though I, I, I dabbled with that, my um, scholarship sport was soccer. But knowing football from the mind of a two-year-old to an adult, I mean – I could tell you about three, three. I could tell you what the defense is doing, offense is doing, even though I don't necessarily have to follow the sport. But I just grew up on the laps watching it, film. It just, it just, you, you, you absorbed it. You kind of like absorbed yeah. their knowledge. Yeah. So I mean, it just happened, and then you back it up, watch film again, and then being at all the events. My dad was an administrator, so he was at every basketball game, football game, baseball game, whatever it was. And so just being around athletes and playing all the time. You know, because if you're not in the game and you're a kid in the stands, I was able to run loose and fancy free. Under the stands. Yep. Made money. (laughs) The game was under the stands, right? Made money. Getting purses for people crawling through. But (laughs) no, so that was the love of athletics and just um, at a very early age decided that I wanted to play soccer Mm -hmm. from watching a um, PBS channel. Um, Played some ASO and kind of that took off and then immediately began on my own because there was no coaches. Uh, playing on my own as a 10, 11 year old and uh, just making up drills, subscribed to a weird little magazine that was about the size of a greeting card called Soccer Digest. Oh, wow. And it was all in um, like p- messy print. Your hands would get all inky. <laughs> and uh, just began that passion for soccer. Me and a ball, that's all I needed. And I could make up my own drills. So by um, 13, I was playing in men's leagues in Los Angeles because there was no club teams here for any kids so then um high school soccer didn't even start till i was a sophomore that is the thing that i you know there again um you know i i like it when people you know call it soccer because we know football is american football you know in your industry with soccer they call it football when you get into europe and some of the south american uh um continent and countries but but there was no soccer no when i was in high school you know, I remember kicking the soccer ball around. I, you got to remember, I went to high school when the dinosaurs walked the earth, you know. I thought you told me the other day you sat behind Moses in third grade. <laughs> there again, I graduated in 1976, so you just didn't see it. But I remember everybody was playing it. And right. I was like, why don't they have this, you know? I mean, everybody's playing it, but why don't they have it, like, you know, as, um, you know, CIF, which, you know, you know, California Interscholastic Federation. It was just this, but, but then they did. So like you said, absolutely, you know, we didn't have anything here, so you had to go to L.A. to... Uh... Yeah, until my sophomore year. So I wrestled my freshman year because the wrestling coach saw me yeah. and said, uh, you you look like you can handle yourself. And well, Why he did knew, you say that? You look fit? I was very stocky and um, 105. I'm sure he did a lot of his dad's football uh, drills. Yeah, yeah, and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, so, and, and he knew my brothers because he taught there, so he's like, I need a varsity 105. So I wrestled varsity 105 without ever... Learning how to wrestle. I love that. What school was that? East. East High. Rudy Gonzalez. Oh, yeah. Rudy. And that was a ton of fun. Um, slept on my back for a couple months after that. <laughs> <laughs> if you know how to wrestle, you know how to wrestle. Well, I could beat up kids that, that <laughs> didn't know how to wrestle. But if kids knew how to wrestle, I just pretty much, here's my wrist. I know you're going to get it eventually. I'm going to save you the trouble of yeah. dragging me around this mat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, 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 but and, I could bridge. I would have uh, refs come up to me and say, man, I've never seen a kid bridge like you. I go, well, you know, I didn't want to lose this one. <laughs> he, was, he was climbing around you like a jungle gym. 
up on your neck. Oh yeah. I love that, man. Horrible. So 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 tell us how it continued on, you know, with uh, you know, soccer. Yeah, you know, and then soccer, and so just uh, you know, just like you guys know about life and athletics, you just you know you're trying to better your best advance your skill i was learning as much as i could from other people and sometimes that was usually for me tv um watching because there was no real people to watch and then playing in, in leagues where people were better than me much better than me yeah. down in los angeles and getting that exposure and seeing okay i want to be that and i want to try that and then coming back home and working just working hard working hard every day to where when i left high school i was the highest scoring goal leader in in the history of that time and then we won some syl stuff and then i was i think probably the first scholarship athlete to to get a full ride oh uh, where'd you go i went to cal state oh oh yes um so yes so, so you might know my um cousin matt touched yeah we, yeah, yeah 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 so played um, cal state there and then uh and then after that just um you know as you grow older and you try to shift and um, do other things. I, I was riding racing mountain bikes by probably 87, um, but still uh, always doing soccer. But soccer just takes your toll, lateral movements on your knees. So I've had seven knee surgeries. And so learning how not to run, but try to be productive. And then going through the aging process and having residual fitness to somewhere around 30 something. And then just going, wait a minute, I used to be able to eat 20 pizzas. And <laughs> now if I look at a pizza, you know, <laughs> what is this? Oh, Different. the joys of becoming an older you know I mean? athlete. But part you so back to your thing, just following the process of working hard at something, and so uh, so, so so Steve and I, and I know Steve's got some questions in his mind because Steve always has very thoughtful questions, which I don't know if mine are thoughtful. But but I get interested. So so you had a dad. Was he old school coach? When I say old school very coach, much. I think we all know what it is. Nowadays, there's not a lot of old school coaches out there because I think. Athletes complained, yeah. you know, and, and I'm not saying they shouldn't, but um, those of us who grew up other, un, under old school coaches, they would withhold water breaks, Yeah, you know, and I'm not saying that's good. I'm just saying it's what we all dealt with, right? Yeah, very loving, very kind, but um, <laughs> you need to do your job. If yes. you, and everybody on the, on the team has, has a lane and a job and, and an assignment and you need to do it. And I was there once and um, he was very upset with the linemen because they weren't tracking. He was saying, you know, you're going forward and back unless I tell you otherwise. And so that's your job. And so uh, he ripped a plank off the East High bleachers. And that's how they had to do their drill with their big lineman bodies and their feet tucked under, a, a, you know, eight to 10 inch thing <laughs> trying to, to stay forward and drive uh, somebody up. back and forth on a plank. And that's how old school it was. And, and you know, other than that, it was uh, hills and just repetition, repetition, repetition. We're going to keep doing it, keep doing it, rub keep doing it. Rub some dirt on it. I'm yeah. hurt, Dad. I'll rub some dirt on it. I mean, how many times do we hear that? Yeah, are you hurt or are you injured? Yeah. If you're hurt, go catch your breath and get back in the game. Yeah. If you're injured, get out of my face. Yeah. <laughs> no blood, no foul. <laughs> yeah. I, we all know that. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that's how we were raised. No, I do think it's different. And, and I, I, um, I don't appreciate soft people. You know, is, is there something I think that as you grow up... Did that come out wrong? No, it no. didn't. No, okay. it didn't no not, because, not in this room. They, because I think we're under the same impression. We don't believe everybody should get a trophy. Right. Just because you participated. We don't believe everybody is going to get the same amount of playing time. Right. Be, you, know, you know, I always tell people, you know, when they say, well, it's more about the game, I go, then why do they keep score? Right. You know, <laughs> I go, it's more about the game. Let's just play. 
But if they're keeping score. Wouldn't be a Hall of Fame. There wouldn't be a championship at the right. end. I mean, these things happen for a reason. Yes. So I, so I agree with you, Randy. I mean, yeah. So I think old school, I, I, I do love it. I do love the attitude of, um, you know, getting there on time and, and being being a, a learner uh, of, of your craft and, and, and being humble. Um, I, I, I've always noticed that it's not always the most gifted athlete, but it's the most persistent and, and, and the most persevering athlete that will rise to the top. And you always see the gifted people and there's nothing the you can do about is. it except hurt them or they would hurt themselves. But a, a, a mediocre or middle grade person like me that puts in effort, and they'll get a great And you go study reward. the game yeah. and you put in the work. Tim Tebow has a saying, and I, I think we all abide into the saying, at least I do, that um, um, a hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Right. That's and, a great saying. And, and so there's a lot of times that you can go out there. We've all known people who are like, holy guacamole. Especially in our sport. Yeah. Yes. Especially yeah. in our sport. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, well, Steve excels in powerlifting and, and, and physique development more than I do. So, you know, I always, I love the, the, the you know, we, we, we take, what I love about what, what Steve and I do as far as iron is, it's now incorporated in all sports because I think probably when you were growing up, did you guys get involved with a lot of weight? Right. Lifting? Yeah, we, we, we had the blessing of having a guy named Ernie McLeishko, mm -hmm. who was the uh, swim coach for the men. So he was on uh, to some very early developments of, you know, titration and, and, and moving your, your um, performance goals and also your being strategic in practices. So that you're not too tired before a game. So he would do what weird, wild stuff with a swimmer. So that bled into other um, cultures of the programs. And then also um, intensity training was huge. So we would do um, Simon Tobin was our coach then, and, and uh, be an English well, the guy. Tobins are legends in town. <laughs> be an English guy with a weird uh, uh, penchant for music. We would do 30 second to 45 second burts, um, and just intervals around the weight room. So you would just hit it as hard as you could for that amount of time, then there'd be a 30 second song break while you're shifting to the next machine. And we do that. So it's, it's, some of that stuff was incorporated pr pretty fast for us, but it's called never, hit, hit now, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. So we did that just you didn't know what you're doing, but they run, we did boxes. Um, so they, they're, they were doing some, some fun stuff back then, but, um, yeah, I think being on the edge is always good. Yeah. So what do you do now? You got seven knee surgeries. Yeah. So you can tell when it's going to rain, right? You know, 70 surgeries, two hand surgeries, spinal fusion. Ah, uh, yeah. So you've appreciated your body and you've used it and abused it. Yeah. Uh, my dad passed uh, last July and he had a famous saying, if I knew I was going to live this long, I'd take better care of myself. <laughs> We'd be saying that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'd ate better. I'd, yes, yes. Yeah, Muscle so, therapy would have been a lot more yeah. used. So now it's a lot of uh, trying to trick the old old body. Um, cycling is 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 yeah. my jam because um, um, you know it, it's my knees are okay. I can't run. I can't run. If I run at all, um, I, I or I hit the idiot button and try to dance like a youngster. Um, you know, I need to dance like I'm in a walker and just move very gently side to side. Try to leave the lateral movements out and. You know, you get out and start having too much fun. I wake up the next day and my knee's just as big as a house. So, 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 so you transitioned. It sounds like from a sport you loved into cycling, yeah. and and it was it a necessity thing? Like you said, your knees 
just weren't supporting you. Yeah, I mean, it's the only real movement that I could do. Um, it wait, weights and I have a have a, have a love affair, yeah. but I, I have a body that responds to weights, n not as much as it used to with the loss of muscle Steve mass. Steve has that problem too. But um, but I do think that uh, early on, man, I like I couldn't wear jeans because my thighs would get too big, and so I had to watch. Steve's calves get kind of some stuff. High rep, you know, you know. The deal. I mean, yes. it's just I could not. It's a blessing and a curse, right? Yes. So. Um, Long story short, cycling was one of the things that that was agreed upon by some doctors that this would be a great thing for you. I, swimming to me, I'm not going to swim. I, I think swimming should be left alone for recreation in my book. So I'm not. I'm going to do cannonballs. I'm not going to go do laps, and I'm not going to spend. But recycling, I can do a destination. I can go from one town to the next, or do something. Go see something I've never seen. I'm not going to swim to anywhere. Well, you've had some interesting cycling stories. Oh yeah. Ah. That's did we get to dive into those yet? Yeah, go ahead, Steve. Uh, tell me a little bit about this um, bull contest you guys had. Yeah, so it's the Rock Cobbler. My friend Sam Ames came up with it, and we've been supporting crew and cast. I'm also known as Taco Man out there. So if you ever see me in a taco suit or look up Taco, yeah, Steve, it's, taco it's, Man it's 6. Steve, it's you. He, he, he gets in a taco suit, and he advertises, and... He, you know, he does his gig. I mean, yeah. just... And I ride. I ride in a taco suit. It's like wearing... the. Uh, upholstery of a 76 chevy impala and in, in heat yeah. and I, was, I was up a, up a, up a cow trail um between here and breckenridge on one of the rides uh two years ago and a young guy comes zipping by me you know and it's a, that's why we call it the cobbler because there's a cobbler canyon bunch of pebbles and uh so these guys come from all around the world to do the ride and i'm taco man i encourage them but I, i'm always out on the ride and so i'll do th that day typically 40 45 miles but in a taco suit and so <laughs> I'm dying on this canyon. It's hotter and snot back there. And, uh, man, I'm just going along. And this kid says, ooh, Taco Man's on the struggle bus. So I got your bib number. I'm going to see you back at the camp. <laughs> 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 he was full on right, but yeah. I did not like that comment. Yeah. So I still had another half mile to climb straight ooh. up. And, and uh, so it's a fun race. Uh, people come now, from all around the world. How long has this been going on? This was the 10th year this year. So 10 years. Yeah. A decade thousand riders this year this year since it was year what 10 start, though? we went back start? through my house again so yeah, it made your wife start? happy huh? you have a thousand riders but it didn't start there no it started at uh about 12 12 and then every year it grew incrementally and and, and last it's called a gravel ride so it's not road bike tires and it's not a mountain bike some people will, will try both but it's it's a new bike called a gravel bike it's a and, hybrid and, adventure and it bike. goes through your house that twice it has this year was was for sure uh so 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 tell us about the bull has the bull helped get more riders in since they saw what happened tell yeah. what happened to the bull so we'll get the video we'll, the we'll, course we'll, goes out and goes around uh round mountain road and then goes up through a person's personal property and part of that property is an active ranch and so there's we put right in the rider guide hey there's livestock and stuff going on on the active ranch so just stay away and so you know that's like 997 paint, but, people did uh -huh. but three people did not and they literally ride right into the bull and, and they they look like as we've previewed the video they look like little soccer balls right oh yeah it's when horrible he, he pitches them up in the air i mean <laughs> thank the lord literally nobody got yes. or stepped on yes. or, it's 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 still amazing to me that we still see people that go to yosemite and they take a picture with the bison and the bison just takes his head and pitches him 10 foot in the air. Did you guys have a conversation with these people? Like, oh yeah. What, what, like, I want to know what 
you know what? I'm going to ride at the 2,000 pound bull. Like, <laughs> weight alone, you're losing that. It's like, I'm just going to run into a wall with horns. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I really, it's one of those things where I, I don't know what was going through uh, someone's head other than the bull's hooves. So, That's... So, 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 when, so did you hear about it? Because... You have the video now, but where were you at in the ride? I was at SAG uh, 2, so that's a support and gear station. We, we have five of them around, and I had ridden to SAG 2 to ride back to where the bull's at and get some footage for the video you saw. And um, so I got a call on the radio, hey, somebody just got hit by a bull. I'm like, no. So, so, so what is no. your first impression when you get that call? Call. We have a 911. We have three 911 rotating people all around the course, calling those guys and you know, they know I'm a joker. They're like, oh yeah, somebody got hit yes, by a yes, bull. That's, that's, and then I get another call and I say, hold on a second, somebody else just got hit by a bull. Well, so it's I, like, I like the verbiage, they got hit by the bull, like like the bull hit them. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> no, they didn't, yeah, they ran into the bull, but that was the that was the deal. Because we didn't know what was going on and, until then. We we literally were thinking, what do we have on our hands? A yeah, bull yeah. running around just goring yes, cyclists? I, I, that's, what that, that's what it sounds like. Like, and, and that's why- We've all seen the Mexican that, bull fight. That's, right? what, I, and that's why the told, bull, that's what I was yeah, thinking like, That's wow. why the bull hired attorney this year, uh, and that's what got a lot of the attention was the, I had the, I hired my friend, an attorney, uh -huh. and the bull, you know, did a full interview, and, and we sued the cycling community because of def defamation of character. You can't do that. It was his yes. home. Mind yes. my own business, yes. and uh, you know, you mess the bull, you get the horns. I was, yeah, that was pretty much. I mean, I just yeah, like I, I'm not coming into your house, yeah, and no, you know, but you do let the bikes ride to your house. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the first time you let the bikes ride through your house, did you have that conversation? Um, or did you just kind of go surprise? No, no, that's conversation. That year was about 500 people and, uh, through your house. Yeah. 500 people went through your house. Yeah. This year was a thousand. <laughs> the first year was 500. So what did your wife get for this? A new Vacation? floor. A new floor. <laughs> yeah. Whatever she wanted. Um, basically, uh, was so. she home doing any of this time? Oh yeah. She... I loved it. And just, she's, she's a champ. She just loved it. She loves, uh, encouraging and, you know, these people, some of them think they're dying. You guys have done it. You know, when you've hit that wall, uh -huh. oh, yeah. so I've hit the wall, the, I've never rode a bike and hit. There's people hit the that it just hit it hard because, uh, depending on where we are at in the ride. And then there's other people that are like, we, we just went through somebody's house. Right. And it doesn't happen anywhere in the world, you know. So uh, uh, it's made some international news, but the, the bull thing w was particular. But the, going back to your question, it was a conversation where it's like, hey, you know, you want a new floor? We need oh, a new so floor. there was bribery initially. Yeah, yeah. And then by that time, she's been around it for that many years. She loves it. She loves seeing that. You know, I think that's a neat thing about sport is yes. when you see somebody doing something that they shouldn't be doing. And that's very difficult. You know, they train for it. You know, they're working hard for it. You know that about, you know, 90% of the world, maybe even higher, would never be able to even attempt it. Yes. And these people are out there killing it. Except the kid that told me I was on the struggle bus. <laughs> that kid <laughs> sending a taco yeah, man. Got a, but, a charcoal well, in well, his yeah. stocking that year. Wait, huh? wait, you know what I'm talking about. When, when you see people, you want to encourage them. So if yes. you see that guy hitting that weight, he's never hit before. You're like, man, brother, you got this. You can do this. You, oh. Come on, one more rep. There's, and so that encouragement pulls into my Christian faith with the Barnabas Project is that really it's a sideline into just encouraging people and trying to Tell love Tell us a little them. bit about that project. No, that just made up that word. Right okay. Now. So I was waiting for the rest of that's it. That's it, buddy. <laughs> We're doing it right well, now. Well, this well, is the Barnabas Project. Well, but Randy uh, brings in, 
his faith like you do, Steve. Yeah, I've been to his shop before. Every, uh, in everything he does. Yes. It, it's so funny. I remember when I had my first Bible study, and I've told this story before, but it was I had a bunch of gym rats at my house, and it got quite big. And my wife was going to have our first child the next week. And I remember her, she was standing up on the, she was up on this staircase and she was looking down at me. I used to have a 5X shirt and she had it on. And, it, you know, her stomach was just like stretched it tight. And she goes, hey, you know, next week you can't do this. And I go, do what? She goes, this, because we're going to have a baby. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I looked at the guys and I go, hey, next week you can't be here. <laughs> they're like, where are we going to be? I go, not here. Right. <laughs> but it's just funny, like, I, I you know, I, you get caught up in what you're yeah. doing. And so I, my wife was like that, and so we, they had to move the Bible study, and that was that. Yeah. Was that. But uh, I was caught up in what I was doing. So I love that you can get, you know, and I, and I think that's what I like about you, Randy, is that you insert yourself in something, and then once you find a passion in it, you bring your personality and your faith, but you do it, and you have fun in doing it. Yeah, you know, and, and it's and it, it is. I but I I really do think, like you were saying, is that when you see those guys out there and you're building people, whether you're building those guys in your in your in your home and um, encouraging them to not only get the right workout in, but then encouraging them to work out their brain and their heart and their faith muscles just as much. And that's why I think that you know when we have those opportunities, whatever it is, if you can use sport as that vehicle to advance the kingdom. And more so the kingdom mindset that you can be humble. Yes. You can be the best guy in the room, but still be humble. I guess, I, I, for me, I'm still thinking, how do you ride in a taco suit? You yeah. Know, not, that's not something everybody does, but you do it. And then you, when you take a jab from a guy, you're still a dude. Yeah. Like, oh, I got your bib. Number. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, we had a conversation. But, uh, no, it's just fun because it is a competitive sport. And yes. you train and you want to get faster and you want to be faster than that guy. And you see a guy in front of you and you're marking your time when you can attack him and when you can fall off. You also need to know when you need to not hit it hard because you've looked at the, the trail map and know that, okay, I've got, I've got a, a, a six-mile climb coming up. That's gonna gas How me. How many so young I, I, bulls I, do you watch take off? Pull the, it back. And, uh, oh yeah, we. I tell them. I tell them all the time. And then at the end, they hate it because I'm like, they're like, they'll be struggling, man. It's like mile 81 or something. Hey man, just one more turn, one more corner, bro. And you're there like, Taco Man, I'm not gonna listen another word you say. But you know those same guys when we get back to the thing, they go, you know, buddy, I, I wouldn't have made it if you well, weren't out on the course. You want to want to because they say that they, they they actually recall that that moment that you know. And I'm just always, yeah, you got L.A. I'm saying the craziest stuff, ringing a bell or yes. whatever. And then they see me pop up somewhere. It'd be like seeing me here, and then you get in your car, and suddenly you see me on Baker. And then you get back in your car, and then you see me at B.C. And then you get back in your car, and you see me in oil. They're like, Taco Man, how many of there are you? Well, they don't know I know all the shortcuts. <laughs> so I keep showing up, but every time I'm encouraging them at these beastly moments where they're hacking lungs, you know, they're hitting 195 on their Garmin and just, you know, ready to give it in. And, you know, just saying, hey, man, you can make it. Don't worry, bro. Well, you, you know, what, what's very cool is I've had uh, Kerry Ryan on our show. I've had Joe Peterson on the show. Mm -hmm. And we've had, um, the, uh, is it Ames? Sam Ames. Sam Ames and Adrian and now you. Yeah. Be cool to have them all back on the show and have you host it, Steve. Yes. I, I'd, I'd love to have all you guys back yeah. on the show. Those guys are all studs. I'm a taco man. No, dude. Yeah. We got to wear the taco suit. <laughs> I will do that. Hey, you don't have to encourage <laughs> me, buddy. Uh, well, but you know I might even come as a bull. But you know what's so amazing? Is they all have these interlocking stories about, 
the the moments because you know and, and I think Steve you know um, in 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 people who run ultra marathons or bike more than 100 miles or whatever there's a lot out there that really happens you know I, I remember Joe Peterson telling us about the uh, the, the story of him getting off track. He thinks he's off track and he's actually in the Gettysburg Cemetery wow. when he has this moment where God tells him, you're not off track. You're right on track. And he finds out he is. Wow. You know, they, they, so they each have these, these conversations inside their head because right. it's a long ride. Yeah. You know, and you've got a lot of time to think. You know, that's not something I know in uh, where you excel, Steve, in powerlifting and, and on the stage. You know, sometimes we get in our heads, but we don't have to, you know, we can do it in one place, the gym or right. that. But you guys are out in nature, up on a, 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 when you get a flat tire at 5,000 feet. Oh, yeah. It's going to take a while to. Well, not to mention, you probably get up reverse. to about 70, 75 miles an hour coming downhill in dirt. <laughs> I mean, You're fast. Yeah, so 50, 50's, 50's about at 50, 55. I uh, saw one of those commercials that you were showing us. And all of a sudden, the guy had a GoPro on us. And yeah. This day got worse. Oh, yeah. And they all, a lot of them, most of them, a lot of DNFs, and some of the DNFs are guys that, I mean, we've had pros. Yeah, pros DNF just didn't fit. They just don't have the mind fitness for it. Because, you know, I think you guys obviously know that, that a lot of it is that mental game, mental toughness and preparing yourself and making sure you're doing the right things, whether it's your pre-game or, or, or your mid stuff or nutrition's huge these guys these cyclist guys man they're they freaky about their nutrition they're got it down. um and they all weigh about a pound you know i mean guys look at this guy six four, one forty. i'm like he's like a little teenage girl it's so funny Steve, yeah, but, like, his, but his engine is huge and he can blow out like 400 watts just like nobody's problem then get it up to six seven and you're like come on your vo2 Steve's max all this stuff's just he, nuts he, he creates a lot of wind resistance yeah when he's me in the seat would not be friends <laughs> no but you know what i mean though i mean it's just that you got to have that mental you capacity do. to say hey and, and be that guy that goes i'll do one more rep or i'll i'll go one more mile or i'll, I'll climb one more hill so i i love it why don't you, uh, Steve, you, you, why don't you finish up with a question afterwards? But uh, tell the audience anything that you'd like to, Randy. We've had three great shows with Randy. Uh, Muscle Matters, which you're listening to now. Lunch Break, which you'll hear about his purpose and his passion. And then also Ministry Matters, which Randy does a great job explaining the ministry process. How you get in, how it affects you and other people around you. So you want to catch all three of the shows that Randy's on. So take the last couple of minutes and finish it up. And Steve, you send us out. Okay. Yeah, so I, I would just say, uh, you know, thank you so much for having me. It's been a real treat. And muscle does matter. And, um, you know, the Bible has a story about God says, and exercise profits. Yes. Right. So, so you, you need to be taking care of your temple. I need to be yeah. taking care of my temple that changes throughout the course oh, of, of, of life it, as we go through different stages and phases and, um, you know, and illnesses or, or, but it doesn't mean you have to give up or give in. You can still keep that Ooh. mental toughness and give do whatever you need to do to take that next step. And then I think, um, one key concept I learned when I was a kicking coach was muscle memory. Um, so the last thing an athlete needs to do when they have a repetition movement is to get off 
that movement. But if you can get that muscle memory down by executing the right way, the right time, then it could be a thousand people in the stands or just your grandma. But you're still going to do the same thing because your muscle memory has taught you that. When we put that into the faith perspective, we should build up enough God memory in our hearts with our own personal testimony, reading scripture, praying, disciplines like fasting, and and just thinking through the ways that we can be a blessing to our king and his kingdom. And that memory will, over time, increase your faith. And that measure of faith will just grow as we continue to invest in, in, in ourselves to get better. Just like an athlete, better your best. Get that next time. Be king of the mountain. Do whatever you got to do to get you that next level. But don't forget that we need to do that in our heart, mind, and soul. I love that. I love you know, I wanted to take a second. To, I want to hear more about your coffee. I mean, you own a coffee shop, and you were telling me about this new coffee that you have. I, I want you guys to hear about this because... Uh, I'm fascinated by mushrooms. I'm fascinated by the new curve that's going on, and I'm, I'm constantly trying to learn. Yeah, well, thank you for saying that. And um, it's called a chaga. We have a chaga chino and chaga matcha. So a ceremonial grade matcha tea, a green tea, very delightful. But then this healing mushroom that uh, is up from British Columbia that, that trees get sick, and this mushroom grows on it, and they heal. So some wise person found out about this uh, chaga mushroom. And uh, to be honest with you, we just brought it in. Um, last week and I had it and felt great um, but it's it's antioxidants brain food it's all of the things that you should be putting in your body and it's just and a, you can have a, it with a tasty little drink yeah. or you can either have it in a, the chagachino which is with a shot of espresso um, I recommend that if you especially have to clean something or do something fast stupid um, <laughs> that's what we your do. brain's firing <laughs> 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 write a paper or seven uh, but <laughs> but uh, have a bathroom close by that's all I gotta say this stuff motates and motivates um, so uh, the chaga ch- chaga match is a little bit calmer but um, thanks for asking that and uh, yeah, they can look it up chaga is a, a delightful um, product no hallucinogens or anything like that but just really is um, good for the body. Yeah, I think so. mus- I think the whole thing with the mushrooms are fascinating, and I'm, and you putting that in there is just shows you know there's levels to games and there's levels to good service. <sighs> You're not full of sugar and gunk. Yeah, that you get when you pull into those other places. There's actually some starch yeah. and lack of better verbiage starch in your drinks, where right. there's actually something in there that's helping and cleansing and purifying and all these wonderful things yeah uh, you know not a lot of where, how do they get hold of the covenant covenant coffee we sell it at uh, 1700 northchester we're also when you, when you go to luigi's you go to mills 24th street a lot of restaurants in town um, other folks carry our coffee you can buy it at sully's and then our drips um at some churches and also at our place but they can also subscribe to it at uh, covenantcoffee.org and um, I think that's a great point you bring up. You know, one of the most addictive things, as you know, this is nutritious, I'm not telling you anything, is sugar. Mm-hmm. And so when you see those long lines in the drive-thru, and if you're in one, mm-hmm. you're in it because of the sugar. Mm-hmm. People think it's caffeine, but, Mm-mm. you know, it's the sugar. And so people are paying $9 a drink to get a sugar high. And uh, they got to go back the next morning. And so bring that $6 up to Covenant. <laughs> we'll, and actually we'll give get something, you something that's going to and, benefit, and benefit, you, benefit you. And the community. Yes. So, it, uh, it benefits. Yeah. yeah. But thanks for asking that because I do think that. Social media? Social media at Covenant Coffee um, on Instagram, Facebook, 
Um, the YouTube, if you want to see the bull stuff, is Covenant Community Services. We're going to show some. Um, and there's the interview with the lawyer, life skills classes. Love to have you guys come out and talk about nutrition and, oh. and exercise because um, one of the things foster youth don't get is that mentor model. Yes. And uh, that can show them, and, and here's you the tell way. Steve and I do it. We'll, I'll do it if Steve will do it. Yes. Yeah. Because yes. he, he's the one you really want. He really okay. I'm just, I'm just stage dressing. <laughs> yeah, well, man, I just appreciate um, letting let me come on and, and, and share share what God's doing. Randy, you're fascinating. I, I just really got to say that about you. Kudos to your faith walk, because it is about the faith walk. All yeah. this stuff has come out of the fact that you've been obedient. Trying. So yeah, well. Uh, he's got a saying, Steve, and it's um, it's failing forward. Is that yeah. what she says? Just and, fail forward. Yeah, and I love that. I Any mean, man who lets a thousand people ride to his house is a great man by me. <laughs> I love <laughs> I don't it. Like one pe person walking to my door. <laughs> right. I love it. I love it. See my shirt today, Steve. Yes, I did. You like it? Huh? Yes. I love. That's I love your TikToks one. with your Frenchies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lift heavy and pet dogs. Oh man, come on. <laughs> That's true. Great having Randy. Check out Covenant Coffee. Catch Steve at Sportslanders West. And uh, thank you for subscribing, liking. A lot of comments. Leave comments. Um, yes, we, we desperately need comments. And I don't mean like desperately, but we'd love to hear more feedback. Yep. yep. So God bless. Have a great day. Thank you.